0: This episode of the ESO Play Sessions podcast is made possible from listeners like you. Please go to our website at ESOPlaySessions.com, click on the Support Us page, and we've got some different options there for you guys to help us out. The biggest one that would help us is our Patreon page. If you go there and help support us, we're actually giving away some copies of The Elder Scrolls Online a couple different times a month, Uh, so that would be a huge help to us, help us to keep our costs down here, and help us to keep making the show for you guys helping to get you guys involved thanks so much and enjoy the show welcome back to episode number 5 of the ESO play sessions podcast. Uh this today is March 25th and uh we are counting down the days until the uh release of The Elder Scrolls Online. Uh I am Luke, one of your co-hosts here, and with me this evening I've got Jason.
1: Hello. What's so
0: yeah, so we just kind of wanted to sit down, uh, just a couple days before the launch here, talk about uh, our last impressions of the beta, and kind of talk about things to come. We are missing our third co-host, Russell. He is out for the night, but uh, should be back next time with us. So, yeah. So why don't mm-hmm. we uh, why don't we jump in here, and we're going to talk about uh, kind of what the plans are. Um, we'll link this uh, article here in our. Uh, show notes. We've got uh, the early access and launch FAQ from Zenimax here, and so Jason, I linked that to you in the chat up there. Yeah, oh, I, I should say, it. if you're uh, listening to this live uh, or over the podcast, we will be live streaming all of our podcasts from now on. So you can go to our website at esoplaysessions.com dot com forward slash twitch and view our live streams there. So yeah, check that out. Um, but yeah, so yeah. early access. So we are kind of reading over the notes here, just what's going to come up. Uh, I know both of us pre ordered the Imperial edition, so we get that five day early access, which I am super excited about.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm, me too. Uh,
0: yeah, so for um, everybody, we'll, like I said, we'll link this. But uh, in North America, we are getting uh, our mega servers to go live at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. On Sunday, March 30th. Uh, We are on the Pacific Coast over here. So that means 4 a.m. for us. Um, We were kind of talking about beforehand what our
1: plans were at 4 Mm a.m. I know what I'm going to do. I will probably not go to sleep that night. And then, no, I'm kidding. But I'm going to have all my names. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to be ready to go at like 345 I'm going to have written out on paper in front of me all the names for the characters that I want. And uh, I'm just going to randomize a bunch of characters real quick and get all the names that I want so I can have those snatched up right away. That's what I'm most excited about for launch day.
0: Yeah, now are you going to go as far as like
1: creating even the character type and everything you want? Or are you just going to make the names? And then... No, I'm just going to make a completely <laughs> random character just to get the name. And then I'll like I'll make a. A person, And then as I want to use those names, I'll go back and just delete them real quick and then, like, quickly create someone and read them. I gotcha. And That's pretty good. So, Very yeah. cool.
0: Yeah. No, that sounds like a great plan. And then I know the plan for that day for us is uh, we've got some stuff going on in the morning. But that afternoon, I know we're all planning on coming over to my place here and uh, getting on and playing for the afternoon and evening. Hopefully kind of do one of our old school oh, yes. binges. That way we can... Get in and start leveling up. Um, Some other cool notes from this FAQ that they talk about are um, uh, talking about the beta client and everything like that. I know we've been playing in the beta, so we have the client downloaded. They talk about that on Thursday the 27th, they are going to push the final update out for everybody. So get your uh, launchers ready Thursday. That will update you to the final build, get everything all in place. That way, come... uh, Come Sunday, you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I noticed. Like I even noticed uh, the other day, they pushed a small little update out and everything. So they're they're definitely
1: getting ready yeah. there. And I'm downloading. I'm downloading something right now. Uh, it says I have like three gigabytes left to download. Oh, nice. Um, so there's a fairly decent size update that they pushed out, actually. Um, okay, I've been. And uh, another thing people should uh, be aware of before, uh, before the official game release is that if you want the benefits, if you want to get the Explorers package, um, which is something you get for pre-ordering the game, uh, then you need to make sure that you have pre-ordered the game, uh, before, uh, cause where, where was the fact it said, um,
0: Yeah, basically they're saying that you have to
1: pre-order
0: before April 3rd.
1: Yeah, if you want to get the Explorer's Pack. Um, Right. Yeah, it says the Explorer's Pack is available only if you pre-order or pre-purchase the Elder Scrolls Online. It will no longer be available after the game's launch.
0: You can always
1: upgrade to the Imperial Edition afterwards, but that Explorer's Pack is only for the early Birds. Right. Yep, and then some...
0: Some other notes, too, I was reading just you know that we were talking about earlier is how you're not keeping any of your information from the beta, you lose your character, all your benefits, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, from the beta, which we knew that going in, so that's not too much of
1: a surprise there. No, so that's not that big of a deal, I guess. Actually, I would be kind of upset if you didn't, to be honest, because I don't want people starting on launch day at like level 30 or exactly. Whatever. Yeah, I know, I, I
0: like that fair start for everybody.
1: Exactly. What else were you um, reading in there?
0: What other things let's see, yeah, stuck out to you?
1: In the FAQ, in, uh, FAQ whatever people call them. <laughs> um, one thing is that uh, if you pre-order the game, you get, I believe, you get uh, thirty days. Your first month is free, right? Correct. Yeah, that comes with buying the per- the game. So what it sounds like reading it is that I'm not sure if that 30-day starts on March 30th, or if it starts on April 4th, and those early from access what days I'm are just reading, free also. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, so here's their official answer to that question. I'll just read it verbatim from them. It says, once okay. the early access period is finished and the game has launched, see server launch times above, uh, and follow the prompts to select your preferred subscription plan. For customers who prefer to purchase game time cards from a retailer instead of using a credit card, we offer this as an alternative option for your convenience, blah, 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 blah. So they're basically saying that once the early access period is finished and the game has launched, that's when you can. That's when your subscription starts, it sounds like.
1: Oh, read the last sentence on it too. Redeeming a game time card or select, selecting a plan will commence your 30 days. So what it's saying actually is... Once you go online, so if you want to – it's like they are giving you 30 days credit to your account. Right. And you can redeem that at any time. And so you need to go in and select your – as soon as you select your subscription plan so that you can begin playing the game. Um, I'm with you. Yep. The 30 days start. Okay. Yeah. So you need to do that before – yeah, so I'm just going to do that on March 30th, you know. Yeah, so. probably get in there and just
0: make sure everything gets going. And then the exactly. other thing that I was really excited about is that they're doing these game ca- game time cards. That makes it really nice because that's how I am. I like to go yeah. on and just purchase those and get those ready to go. The yeah, other thing that's sure. nice is that uh, what we're probably going to do, since we can get those game time cards, is go on and hopefully give out some raffles and uh, stuff like that and give away some game time cards to some of our followers.
1: yeah. That's a good idea.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And so it sounds like the other thing I was kind of reading here is all of the benefits, you know, if you got the monkey that you got from uh, participating in the betas, the vanity pets, the treasure maps, stuff like that. We're getting all that stuff on April 4th. So we don't get any of that stuff until the actual actual launch of the game. Okay.
1: Yep. Okay, that's fine.
0: Yeah. So, very cool. Well. Uh, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Um I was going to say, but talking about stuff, you had mentioned to me before we started recording um, the in-game store. Do you want to talk about that at all? Yeah,
0: definitely. So uh, there's been lots of drama going around all all the kind of ESO websites about this cash shop that everybody's calling it. And so I wanted to hear your opinion on, you know, if this game, you know, the rumors are if this game starts to tank that, that it's going to go free to play or, you know, that they're going to try to get get some more money out of us more than just this subscription. So I was just curious what your thoughts were six months from now, if we're still playing this game and it yeah. goes free
1: to play, what does that look like to you? Okay. I Free to play are three words that I have a love-hate relationship with. <laughs> because of Star Wars. Right. Okay, so I, I have a, you know, level 55 guy on the Star Wars game, and it, I I subscribed with him, and right now he's on free-to-play, because I just kind of run around and kill stuff, and I don't actually quest anymore. But, um, yeah, I... Okay, so the way, it, you know, like you kind of just said, the way... It works. Is that there's the subscribers and then there's people I can just play, but they kind of nickel and dime you. Like in ES or in Tor, they kind of nickel and dime you like really, really bad. So that you can run around for free and stuff, but you feel super gimped and and you are really tempted to just subscribe. And so apparently there are some other games like the Star Trek game that's free to play and they don't gimp you as much. And so apparently Tor is just particularly bad about that but I think we'll just kind of have to see how it goes with this game because if uh, if they make a free to play option like are they going to really gimp them and kind of you know really twist your arm to make you want to subscribe or are they going to just are they I don't know yeah so we'll see they're going to need to do something so that subscribers feel like they're actually getting benefits you know but yeah. well, and I'm I really think- hoping it doesn't go free to play to be honest
0: I am too. Well, and I so, think a lot of the fears come from just how WoW is acting lately. Now that they've got this boost to level ninety that costs you sixty bucks, you know, I'm not. I'm there's no way I'm doing that in WoW, and there's no way I'm going to do that no in other scrolls either. Yeah, so I mean, I, I've got,
1: I've got go five nineties in WoW, you know, and I know you don't like to have alts, but I'm kind of an altaholic, right? Know? That's that's what I like. I like leveling, you know. That's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Um and I would hate to just like, yeah, you know, you put in all that time to level and then some person can just come pay 60 bucks and be like, boom, I'm all the way up here at 90. Yeah.
0: So let me all ask you sudden. this then. Yeah, so yeah. what happens six months from now, ESO is not making any money and they come out and say, okay, here's an experience doubler for you. Pay us 20 bucks and you now level twice as fast. Is that something
1: you'd do? Um, I personally probably wouldn't buy it just because um, I don't want to give them more money than I have to. <laughs> yeah. But um, not that I don't want them to, you know, make money as a company and stuff. I hope the game does really well and they make lots of money, but I am not a rich person. <laughs> yeah. So I will not be spending money on experience boosters. Um, I think that is, I, I would be okay with them doing something like that. I mean, that's fine. That. It's just up to each person's discretion, you know, if that's something they think is worth their money. But Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not going to judge someone that pays for that, but just getting an instant level 90, I think that's, like in WoW, I think that's ridiculous because, like, for example, you make a level 90 Paladin or something all of a sudden, and it's like they have so many abilities, and you would have absolutely no idea what you're doing. And right. You're, you're going to be playing with people, and then... You're just making the game harder for other people because you don't know what you're doing. Unless if you're someone that's been playing it forever already, so I don't know. Right? No, that's I a, think I'm with you. A,
0: yeah, I mean, I don't care if they do, uh, you know, have vanity pets or mounts and things like that. That's that's fine by me. As I think my opinion is, as long as it's stuff that you can get in the game just by playing it, paying your monthly subscription, and you can still get everything, I'm cool with it. Now. Some of these mounts and stuff that wow, and the other games do where the only way to get it is through purchasing it. I'm not crazy about that, but I, know, I hate that, yeah, but if you give me stuff That's that I one can of the things I... yeah, if you give me stuff that I can just mm-hmm. go in, grind
1: out some levels or you know grind some reputation somewhere then i'm I'm okay with that, yeah, and I've hated that too That's one of the things I have sort of hated about the tour, uh, Star Wars, the old Republic game is that you know they come out with these packs every now and then and there's some kind of you know sort of cool looking mounts in there that um you know a lot of the stuff looks like they just kind of half assed it but right some of it is really cool and you're like oh man that looks awesome and okay you get you get coins subscription coins or whatever they're called you get these coins for okay. uh, for just for subscribing you get like 500 or 700 a month or something and so you can automatically just by being the subscriber you can put that stuff towards buying these packs that give you a random chance of getting a cool mount or something. Okay. But um, I think it's kind of dumb because a lot of these mounts, it's like, oh, man, they're super cool, but there's no way you can get some of these mounts in the game. The only way you can get it is by either spending a lot of money, most likely, because you have just a random chance of getting a mount out of these packs that you buy, or just saving up all your your monthly stuff for several months to buy a few packs. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I crazy about that. That's really dumb. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I don't like
1: and wow how you can pay even though I've done it a couple times but I I kind of not I don't like it that much anymore how you can just pay and get a cool mount and nobody else can get that unless they pay 25 bucks or something. I think there should be some way to unlock that in the game. Right. So I don't like I don't like stuff like that. So, yeah. Well, very cool. Okay. That's just my opinion. Yep.
0: yep. Well, we'll see how that turns out. Hopefully, like we said, hopefully it sticks to just the basic stuff and that they can kind of keep things simple from there. Cool. Yeah. Well, moving on, the next thing we kind of wanted to talk about was uh, ZeniMax posted uh, just the yesterday their AMA recap. They've been doing these... Uh, Ask me anything's on Reddit for quite a while now, and they kind of came up with their end all be all to uh, to all of that. So what I wanted to do is there's only I don't know five or six questions on here. So what I thought we'd do is kind of read through them, read the answers, and kind of discuss. So let's do this. I'll read the first one, and then you can read the next one. We'll just kind of work our way down through the list there. Okay. That's the
1: interview. You said it was the interview. Yeah. Me?
0: So it's the one. I'll,
1: here okay. I'll post the link
0: again real yeah, fast. Yeah, I've,
1: I've got it opened up. There I you got go. It up right yeah.
0: Here. Okay, okay. Cool. So here's the first question. In beta, it's difficult to control a keep a very long time. Don't you think it would be difficult to sell and buy things by this way? Um, so it looks, I mean, they're talking about PvP. So here, we'll read, we'll read their response, and we can kind of talk about it. So during the course of betas involving PvP, we've seen that keeps offer many different strategies for assaulting and defending. Small groups were able to hold keeps against masses of players, and then again, that same amount of players could get flooded and wiped. It really depends on the tactics used by players to assault and defend a keep. That being said, we will be adjusting difficulty of keeps, and such as the game goes goes on past launch to adjust for player power gains via veteran ranks. So, basically they're saying that they're really going to monitor this. Uh, this t- taking of keeps and making sure that it's balanced throughout, which that's a great thing. It sounds like they're really, really paying
1: attention to what's yeah. going on. And, and resp- I, I really saw that. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. no go. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, I actually, um, this is something I've been thinking about, uh, about the PVP in this game, um, taking the keeps. Cause I did, you know, I did a little bit of PVP and I did run into this where, um, you know, a few people really can defend a keep really well. Um, it's not necessarily just a bull rush with a ton of people. It's not necessarily just a numbers game. Um, w- while most likely, you know, if you have a couple hundred people assaulting a keep and there's like 30 people defending, you're probably going to take it, you know. Right. But um, at the same time, I was assaulting a keep with probably at least a hundred other people, and... Um, I don't know how many people were defending it, but uh, I was in one section uh, of the keep and there were probably only 10 enemy players and they were up above us on this ledge and they were dropping these little bombs down on us that were just wiping us out and it took us forever to make any progress and finally take the keep. So they did a really, really good job defending that. That's cool. And so like they say, it really it, it really does depend on your tactics. If you have good strategy, you can really defend a keep pretty well from a lot of people. Yeah. And so I think that... I I really like that. Thought it was really cool. No, that's gonna whole, be good. The whole PVP taking keep in general, I think is um, even if you're not a big PVPer, I highly suggest trying this out because it is just super fun and it doesn't it doesn't really feel like PVP in some other games we've done where you're just stuck in an arena and it's five on five and You just get owned every time, Yeah, in my case. (laughs) But, um, you know, it's like you can, as you PvP, you get PvP points at the end of each day or week or whatever, and you can spend those on purchasing siege weapons and upgrading your siege weapons, and then you buy that siege weapon and you take it out to a keep and you, say you buy a giant trebuchet or something, you can launch burning oil, and you can launch barrels and stuff at the keep and destroy the walls and then run in. And now, with that, let me ask you a question epic.
0: on that right there. So when you go in and you buy this trebuchet, is that something that you then
1: permanently have unlocked or just for that, that uh, siege? That, that I am not clear on because I didn't PvP enough to know if you permanently have it. Sure. Um, but even if you just have it for that siege or maybe for that day... Or maybe even just that one keep, I don't know. Um, they're priced to where I think it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Because if you gotcha. do well in PvP, you can get a lot of points. And that stuff isn't going to be very expensive. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, you don't necessarily need all those siege weapons to take a keep either. You can... Uh, I mean, it's going to be really hard to take keep without them, but... If you have enough numbers, I mean, there are other ways to get into the base without giant shades and stuff, so.
0: Sure. now that sounds great. Very cool.
1: All right, so why don't you go ahead and read that next question there? Okay. So, yeah, we're just reading the questions so you guys all get kind of an idea uh, in case you haven't seen the link. Okay, here's the next one. Will the starter islands return from the start? Um. It, just a preface uh, for people who uh, who don 't know what they 're talking about uh, what they 're saying is that in beta in previous betas, if you uh, you went through the whaling prison, um, which is kind of the main starting thing, and then after you get out of there, it would always start players on these little starting islands um, and then, after you progress in the quest line, it takes you to mainland Tamriel or um, or to somewhere else and, and you really get to start exploring the zones and stuff uh, what they've done since the last beta is now they've given you the option to um, well what they do is they take you straight to Tamriel now um, instead of the little starting islands and they've given you the option to stay there and start questing around there or be like no I really like those starter islands and I want to check those out and so you can take a boat over there and quest over there instead. Which I think is really cool. Yeah. So, Yeah, and I mean... Go ahead, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, will Mm -hmm. the Sardar Islands return from the start? Um, We moved the NPCs who tell you about the islands directly in front of you when you leave your house slash boat in Volkelgard, Daggerfall, or Davin's Watch. This change has been made in our internal dev server and will be pushed to PTS early next week and it will be up for early access. So the short story is, if you want to go to the islands, now it is much easier to do so. Or if you want to start exploring your first major zone, you can do that too. It's your choice. Yeah. yeah. So f- before, the the people to take you back there were just a little bit harder to find. Right. So all they're saying is they've put them in an easier spot. So, so the cool. question
0: is, what do you think you're going to do? Are you going to go back to the starter islands? Because my concern, if I remember right, when we were running around there, there were... Uh there were Sky Shards and everything on those, which I definitely That's want. That's
1: true. I think I probably will then. Well, because what, what I'm going to do, since there's already people that have mapped out where all these Sky Shards are, I'm going to run around and get as many Sky Shards as I can from the very beginning. Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, because I was reading there's, I wanna,
1: yeah. there's something like over 300 skill
0: points in the game possible, and a lot of those are so coming cool. from... From Sky Shards sky and stuff shards. like that. So I think... Yeah, I, cool. I know for me, I might not do all the quests in the Starter Islands. I might do one or two, but I'm definitely going back and grabbing those Sky Shards. That's for sure.
1: For sure. Yeah, definitely. Because I don't want to wait to get a skill point. Like, I don't want to have to level up just to get a skill point. I mean, I think that's fine, but... I love, love the idea of the Sky Shards and that it's like, man, I really want to try this, but, oh, I have so much XP to go. Hey, go find three Sky Shards. Right. And then you can get that skill point point. try it out. You don't have to wait to level up. I think that's super awesome.
0: Yeah. Cool. So moving on, I'm going to skip this college student question because we don't. Yeah. They're basically saying, how do we get a job? So you go to their website and you can get a job there. Um, so the next, next one that applies to us, there are quite a few players, especially role players who are very concerned about having a hard time finding others to RP with as from the last interview, the phasing system has not, uh, has not been implemented. Will the possibility for role players to tag themselves as such be in at launch, or will we have to wait for a later date to be able to do so? If so, when can this be expected? The response is, this is something we will be working on. No promises. We have a lot to do. But, yes, we want to be able to better support role players. So I think kind of the the more the larger question there is about this whole uh, phasing system that they have set up and how that uh-huh. works. Because I know we had some issues even running around in the beta. We log in at the same time and mm-hmm. still be in different phases and couldn't track each other. So. I think if they do get some kind of system, you know, whether it's with your guild, you know, all your guild is always phased together or something like that would be super helpful.
1: That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I guess people are role players are just having a hard time finding each other because they're phased differently. Right. Okay. So next question. Moving on. Uh, Many of us that played in the last beta encountered the same progress. Oh. This this question I ever <laughs> pay attention to because I ran into this stuff big time and yes. even some of the major major quest lines where you literally could not go further. Okay, so many of us that played in the last beta encountered the same progress blocking bugs during major quest lines for story guilds and even big side quests on every faction. It seemed to get worse the heavier the load was on the server. My question is, how aware are you guys of this, and what is being done to ensure that we will be able to progress in any of the factions without getting stopped or bogged down by these major bugs that are causing NPCs to be unresponsive or doorways-slash-pathways to not function correctly? Okay, the response is, we are very aware of the blockers experienced in the last beta— we did find three underlying issues that affected a large number of quests that are exposed when many people are in the same area. And we have fixed all three of those underlying issues. That is good to hear. Because yes. I, got, I got to the point where I was stuck in this one area inside Cold Harbor. I, had to, I don't want to give away the story, but on one of my characters, I had to go back to Cold Harbor to save someone. And we were in this hmm. little outdoor area where I couldn't go back anymore to where I came from. And I had to move forward by um, the character that was with me was going to knock these kind of boulders out of the way blocking this tunnel that we had to run through. And she would run up to him, and and she would hit the boulders with her axe and be like, these are going to get out of the way, or whatever she says. And then the boulders just stay there. And you're like, "Uh, okay. And so literally, like, I could not do anything. I tried killing myself. I tried abandoning the quest, everything, and I was wow. just stuck there, so I, I had to abandon that character. Um, yeah, see, that's rough. So, Yeah, really rough. Yeah. So that's really good that they're aware of that, and that hopefully they've fixed those issues, so
0: yeah no hopefully like i said we definitely found a whole bunch of stuff i remember the other bugs that we were finding was like getting dismounted from our horses all the time that one was super annoying oh as gosh. well but i know i read yes. somewhere else that they've they found a fix for that as well so it sounds like they're definitely working working hard on getting all this stuff taken
1: care of yeah yeah the so, horsing was uh, man that's yeah that's <laughs> I really yeah that was that was, was definitely hard so, all right.
0: Next question. Will you guys be implementing ways to rep with your guild? Tabards, cloaks, emblems, things like that. Uh, their answer is yes. We will be looking at tabards and insignias in an update in the near future. We don't think we will be adding cloaks in the near future. Uh, Edna Mode made us promise. So, so yeah. So that's, that's going to be cool to be able to rep up with your guild and stuff to kind of keep that going. Yeah. That'll be exciting.
1: I think it would be cool if there were guild weapons and stuff like that that were colored differently. Or that would be awesome if you could like, if you could if they had you know pre made things and you could design your own guild sword or your own that would be amazing staff and stuff like that and just you know piece together different things like the you know different pre made hilts you can choose and or like changing like spell colors and stuff specifically for your guild, yeah. Yeah, that and, it, and that turns into something that you know you can uh, you can craft or something, right? And and you know have a guild crafting line or something. To that where would you, be you know, awesome. You get the right things. That would be something I think would be really really awesome to see. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'm going to make an email to them <laughs> because <about laughs> that, that would be sweet. Yeah, oh, that I mean, would be awesome. I am a big crafter, so. Um, Alright, what was the next one? Okay, we have three more questions to do. So, here's the next one. In terms of skill mechanics, Bosmer and Argonians seem to be slightly inferior to the other races. Is there a plan to change, adjust their racial skills before launch? What is the benefit of improved swim speed in the game? I never needed to swim more than a few seconds and Slaughterfish still catch you easily. They say, we are actively looking at balancing the racial abilities, especially as we get more feedback and data from our beta testers. We won't speak to what sort of changes we have in mind until they are fully tested and ready, but we can safely say that racial passes are a common topic of discussion for the system design team. I felt appropriate for Argonians from... It felt appropriate for Argonians from a thematic perspective, but yes, it doesn't have too many advantages in most actual gameplay. That was why we chose to add extra functionality, such as stamina recovery, so that the passive uh, would be useful to players that enjoy its thematic value and players that want a combat benefit. So yeah, I I heard people I saw people talking a lot about this in chat, especially Argonians. Yes. And feeling like Argonians got super gimped. Um like they say, Oh yeah, they I don't know. I don't I don't know all the specifics about the racials, but I remember a lot of people in beta not liking the Argonian racials being like, Okay, so who cares if I can you know if I can swim underwater longer without right. running out of breath is other yeah, people, it's like you're never really under water for more than a couple seconds as you Yeah, and like they said the
0: those slaughter fish are still going to no. catch up to you and kill you anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and I haven't really encountered anywhere where you can actually dive underwater, you know. Really? I don't know, have you?
0: I'm trying to think back. I don't think I have. No.
1: Yeah, so, so I don't I don't know.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Okay, very cool. All right. So, All right. second to last. How do you intend to solve real-time population imbalances in campaigns where large numbers of players just... where large numbers of players to decide not to participate in PvP or go inactive. Is there an account lock on campaigns? The possibility of a large guild flooding their campaign with idle alt accounts for opposing alliances is a real issue that will need to be addressed. Have you looked into scaling alliance points uh, accumulation relative to class? I'm worried that only a few classes are going to dominate the emperor position due to inherent class advantages over others. Okay, so here's the response, and it's a it's a long one. Uh, We are going to be adding population bonuses for scoring benefits into campaigns for underpopulated alliances over time. Currently, we have scoring imbalance benefits that persuade the two losing alliances to gang up on the winning alliance. But again, population imbalance bonuses are going to be added. The only lock-on campaigns is based on your character to ensure you don't have a Dominion, Covenant, and Pact character all in the same campaign. For launch, we are going to relax the 24 hour lockout for switching campaigns to a smaller window and lower the cost, but we are aware of possible guild flooding and will be looking into these issues as they arise. Alliance points are attainable by healing players in addition to killing them, so in terms of individual class imbalance, which usually means, why do healers always get screwed? Players are on equal footing depending on their loadout. Also note that this pool can be trained as points come out of them, so it's self-balancing. Now, if you're concerned about one class leading the boards versus another, we've had many campaigns where, where across all three alliances, the leaders were each different classes. So, comes back Ooh. to just that balancing feature that they've been talking about that they're really trying to be proactive about balancing everything here and just making sure that everybody gets their equal footing, especially, you know, with that coveted emperor spot, you know, everybody wants to be going for that. So, they
1: definitely want to make sure that they're keeping equal footing there. Yeah, for sure. Okay, last question. Will characters will will characters be able to revere the divines in some way? And they say, of course, whenever you kill another player in (laughs) Syrodil, I can't say it right now. Whenever you kill another player in Syrodil or destroy an enemy armor army, you're more than welcome to scream out for RK or Akatosh or maybe Stendar (laughs) or whoever else. So basically, there's not an in-game way to revere the divines other than just nerding out and, and yelling. Yep. Cool. So, yeah, that's cool though.
0: Yeah, so I think overall that was a a great recap that they did of all the AMAs. Uh, I know I've read through most of them, and they definitely hit the big points in there. So uh, we'll link that, like we said, in our show notes. That way you can go back and kind of read that over. Um, And they've also got – I mean they've got so many other ones. There's just pages and pages and pages of questions and answers that they've done Mm -hmm. on there. So if you have questions, it's
1: probably been answered in one of those AMAs. Cool. Cool. So – what do you want to move on to?
0: Well, I think kind of our next thing uh, coming up is the dev question of the week. So okay. they posted, and it's actually the final dev question of the week. Um, and it was from the game director, Matt F- uh, Führer. Um, and he brings kind of the question of what was your best experience in the beta? So I know, Jason, you had some stuff you wanted to talk about there. So, Jason, what was your, your favorite sure. experience from the whole beta?
1: Okay my favorite experience from the whole beta was, um, gosh, there were, okay, so there were a lot of really good experiences, you know, um, playing with friends, uh, exploring, um, I would say it's sort of a toss-up between exploring and, no, I would say actually PvPing in Cyrodiil was probably my favorite, um, the whole, you know, going and getting siege weapon and then bringing that out and just laying waste to the side of this castle wall, not even worrying about going in through the gate or something, you know, just destroying a turret and, um, and running in there and killing everyone, uh, it sounds very violent, but <laughs> it was just really cool because... Um, the times that I did that there were a lot of other people with me and I felt it really felt like a siege it wasn't just me all by my lonesome with my my little battering ram or something you know there was like you know 50 60 other people with me that were all you know had their trebuchets or you know they had little bombs they were trying to plant at the base of the wall and I really felt like it was an army sieging a castle and it looked really really cool um Someone told me it was very similar to how PvP combat was in Age of Camelot or some game like that. I never played it, but um, I remember hearing about it. So that's cool. Um, So if anyone's played that game, I I might be slaughtering the name of the game, (laughs) but maybe you know what I'm talking about, and so hopefully you're excited. Um, But I thought it was the coolest PvP I've ever seen in a game. It was just so creative, having a destructible environment like that, the only... Uh, yeah, so that was that was my favorite part of the game. There are things I would change about it, but I won't get into that right now. <laughs>
0: Very cool. Yeah, and I think for me, I think my favorite part was really just kind of running around and really enjoying just the new style of questing that they've kind of set up. I've been so used to the questing at WoW where it's go out and kill five of these, bring back ten of these, and I just got so tired of that. And I think I've really enjoyed being out in the world and getting to make an impact on it, you know, by investigating different things or getting a crew to you know for a ship together and kind of doing things like that. So for me, I think it's just that new new type of questing that they've set up in there. Getting at to go yeah. out there, do it with your friends, you know, have everybody involved. I remember just having a whole bunch of us running around uh, just tearing things up and uh, making progress and it was just a blast. I think just this new style yeah. is, is bringing a lot to the game and makes me really excited for when it comes out to kind of get in and get to work
1: questioning and leveling all this stuff up. For sure. And they've just done such a good job at making the world, like, pretty, you know? And right. And, like, so many interesting interesting things as you run around with your friends to just, like... I remember, like, the last day of beta we played, like, we didn't really do anything. We just ran around and explored and, yep. you know... We were all like level six, and we would run up to like things that were like level 15. And, you know, we, we got into a level 15 four man dungeon, even though we were all like level eight. Right. And it, we were, we killed everything in it all the way up to the last boss, even yeah. though we died like a thousand times. And we couldn't, obviously, we all got like one shotted by the boss. But, you know, just stuff like that. You know, just that's real fun. They, I feel like they've done a really good job of, of, even though it's an MMO of trying to keep some of that stuff they had from Skyrim where it was just fun to run around and explore and just like kill stuff, you know? Right. So. Yep. No, I'm definitely, I'm definitely excited to get in there and actually create our real characters. I know,
0: like we, you said, we kind of got bored that last day in the beta. I think just the realization that none of this stuff is really sticking, that we're all going to have to start over. So we just kind of started goofing yeah. around, like you said. And so I'm excited to get in there with our real characters and, get down to business and everything yeah. i'm I'm really looking
1: forward to it i have to say that last hour or so of the beta <laughs> was probably the funniest thing i've oh, ever gosh. done in a video game yes where were we hanging out again i forget the name of the city we were in uh okay it was in it was in the zone with the bretons um, that's right Yeah, need a map. It's up there. Uh, I forget what it's called. The the main Breton zone. Yeah, but we were just running around. I I don't know enough about lore. But yeah.
0: Yeah, but just running around naked in town, doing all kinds of crazy stuff was just a blast. I I really wish they had done something to cap off that beta event. I I was hoping they, you know, we were joking around at the time for them to bring down a dragon and kill us all, or you know, do something amazing (laughs) like that. So
1: cool. But they didn't like the beta before the beta before I was on when they closed servers and they made, like, everyone start, including NPC, started dancing. Huh. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, but yeah, this time yeah, a dragon would have been awesome or, like, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, just just everyone something would have been cool dollars. to cap it off. Yeah, exactly. So, well, very cool. So, I think I think overall, though, we had a great experience in the betas, but definitely looking forward to this game coming out. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. one other thing we wanted to talk about this evening was, um, that the guys over at ShoddyCast put out this awesome series on YouTube on YouTube's, on the YouTube Uh, they call it the Elder Scrolls Lore Series Um, and it's just a great way to catch up on all the lore Um, you know, I've gotten involved in lore in a lot of other places, but the Elder Scrolls is not something that I knew a ton about so it was great to be able to kind of sit down and watch these videos, I forget how many they have, they've got a bunch of them now but uh, a it's a great series just about all the different stuff uh, and what it means, who they are, um, and they're, you know, 10 minutes long each or something like that, so it's real easy to sit down in kind of chunks and learn about this stuff. So a huge shout out to them over there for yeah. putting this out. It was just great, uh, great information. So
1: Yeah. I, I need to go through those myself as well, because there is a ton of lore in the Elder Scrolls. Yes. Um, Like, I think in that first video, I just watched a couple minutes, and he said Skyrim alone has over 800 books you can read. Yeah, exactly. That is insane. Yeah, it's it's definitely nuts. So, well, very
0: cool. Well, um, the final thing I think we wanted to talk about before we wrap this up tonight was just kind of our plans uh, for... Uh, for the actual launch of the game, and wanted to kind of fill you guys in on the guild that we're going to be running. Um, we've had a long tradition of any games that we've been in, having a uh, running our own guild. Um, the cool thing about ESO is that you can join multiple guilds, up to five. So, you know, we're going to be launching our guild. Um, typically, we're called the Doom Prophets. That started a long time ago, back in WoW, yeah. uh, coming up with that. So, we will be having that uh, in game. We'll probably get that going on launch or, you know, on our early access days. Uh, And so, definitely want to open that up to the community here. Would love to get a group of everybody joining that guild uh, so we can all play together and craft and do that. Um, So, what we're going to do is, like I said, we'll have that up probably launch day afternoon when we kind of get together and get that going. Um, I'll post up on our Twitter. Uh, kind of the information so that you can get into contact with us and join us on there. Um, so you, you can either message us on the the ESO Twitter itself, which is at ESO Play Sessions, or you can hit us up on our individual Twitter accounts and kind of message us there. And so we'll definitely get. Uh, it's going to be open to whoever wants to join. There's no requirements. We're just kind of a social guild, just really to hang out and get to hang out mm-hmm. with you guys in the game. So would love to get as many people in there as possible. So tell your friends. Tell everybody. Yes. Yeah. let so. make it
1: the biggest guild in the world. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> well, very cool. Well, anything so. that you wanted to add, Jason, before we called it a night?
1: Um, I don't think so. Just that I hope nobody takes any of the names that I want. Exactly. So.
0: Yeah, that's why you've got to get up at 4 a.m., man. You've got to be ready for it.
1: Exactly.
0: Well, very exactly. cool. Well, once again, we just want to remind you guys to check out our website at esoplaysessions.com. Um, you can, like we just said, hit up our Twitter links on there. Uh, that's where we will be streaming uh, live to Twitch and everything on there as well. Um, the other things that we would really appreciate is on there we've got our Support Us page. We've got set up a link right now to uh, with Patreon to go on there and help donate there. The cool thing that we're doing with our Patreon subscriptions and everything is if you donate money there, um, you will be entered in to uh, win either... Uh, just a regular edition of ESO or the Imperial edition, and our goal would be to be handing both of those out once a month, so uh, if we hit our levels that we need there, we will be giving those away, and I think I'm also going to probably put in a couple more once they release these game time cards to help give those out for people that have already purchased the game. So if you go there and support yeah. us, that would totally help out. The other thing is we've also got a link for Gamefly on there so that if you want to go sign up for a Gamefly account and either rent stuff or just purchase stuff from them, we've got our affiliate link that would really help out and uh, help pay for some of the costs of doing this ep- the show and everything there. So that would just be fantastic. Um, but, yeah, other than that, check us out, like I said, on the website or hit us up on Twitter. Um, and, yeah, we uh, – Just look forward to, uh, in a couple days here, getting into the game and really getting this show started. So we look forward to that, and uh, we will see you guys soon.
1: Yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys in-game.